0: Welcome to Indispensable, where we provide you with evidence-based medication advice so that you can feel empowered about your own health. I'm your host, Anna Barwick, and I'm an experienced clinical pharmacist, academic, and PhD candidate. Join me as we hear from the medication experts, pharmacists. Episode 11, Vaccination, Whooping Cough. Dr Faye Sim is a Senior Lecturer and the Coordinator of International Engagement in the School of Pharmacy and Biomedical Sciences at Curtin University in WA. Faye holds a Doctoral Degree in Pharmacy, is a Practising Pharmacist, a Community Pharmacist Owner, a Pharmacist Immuniser and an Accredited Mental Health First Aid Instructor. Faye has served as the WA State President of the Pharmaceutical Society of Australia since 2017. Faye serves on a number of professional and academic related committees and is fully committed to the pharmacy profession and is passionate about the future of the profession through growth of professional services to attain the highest level of contemporary pharmacist practice. Through her teaching and research activities as an academic, Faye is committed to motivating and inspiring students to become excellent and competent future pharmacists and encouraging them to have the courage and aspiration to be future leaders in the primary healthcare team. Faye has led and is involved in a number of research projects and trials aiming to provide evidence to support the great contribution of pharmacists, including in the area of immunisation, mental health, minor ailment management and diabetes. Her teaching awards, the 2018 PSA WA Early Career Pharmacist Award and the 2019 PSA Early Career Pharmacist of the Year Award, a testimony to her commitment to patient care, learning and teaching, leadership in pharmacy, innovation and initiative in pharmacy service delivery as well as peer and professional engagement. Hi, Faye, thanks so much for coming on to Indispensable. Thank you for
1: having me, Anna.
0: So today we're going to be talking about pertussis, which is also known as whooping cough. So what is the story about pertussis uh, in the vaccination schedule for Australians?
1: You know, pertussis is is such an important topic, um, and it is actually part of our um, Australian National Immunisation Programme schedule. Um, You know, some of you might have have heard of the National Immunisation Programme schedule, but if you haven't, um, it's basically, you know, a series of immunisations recommended to be given at specific times throughout the life of a person who lives in Australia you know, the national immunization program schedule has been part of our lives. Um, you know, these immunizations are funded by the government and they can range from you know, birth through to adulthood. And it includes vaccinations against um, common vaccine preventable diseases. For instance, you know, the common ones like hepatitis B, polio, pneumococcal, but also amongst the list um, is diphtheria, tetanus and pertussis um, or more commonly known as whooping cough, which is what we're going to focus on today.
0: Absolutely. So what is pertussis fae and why is it actually a concern? Look, pertussis
1: is absolutely something that we should all, you know, pay particular attention to. Um, pertussis um, is the scientific name, but it's more commonly known as whooping cough. Um, it is actually a disease of the breeding tract caused by a bacteria called Bordetella pertussis. Um, it is highly, highly infectious in people who are not vaccinated. It is so contagious and it spreads so easily and it can spread, you know, from when in infected person coughs or when they sneeze and the other person breathes it in. And what happens is that when the person breathes in the bacteria. The bacteria gets into the person's lungs and into their airways, and then can it, that it in itself can cause the person to then cough violently and often uncontrollably. Um, and, and in some instances, it can be so severe that it make it very difficult for the person to breathe. Um, and Anna, you asked a really you know, good question. Why is it a concern? It is a concern because in Australia, Data is telling us that we have pertussis epidemics usually occurring every three to four years. So it is here um, and you know, further stats are also telling us that every year in Australia, an average of one death or more than 200 hospitalizations are related to pertussis occurring in infants less than six months of age. Now, you know, although whooping cough um, is a vaccine-preventable disease, and what that means is that there is an effective vaccine to prevent its occurrence, but unfortunately, infants are too young to be fully immunised. Um, and what we know from past um, uh, experience is that older children and adults who have not received the pertussis vaccination are at risk of getting the infection themselves, and they're often... Um, the ones that pass the disease onto, you know, young babies and infants, um, and in fact, adults are often the source of infection in infants, um, and because infection can lead to significant adverse outcomes in young infants, including brain damage and death. It is extremely crucial that we work together and do everything that we can, and that means getting people who can be vaccinated against the disease vaccinated to protect infants, as well as the other members of our community who can't get vaccinated because of medical reasons.
0: Absolutely. And so it sounds like they're that, you know, perhaps, you know, grandparents or, you know, people that are going to be around young babies, it sounds like that's going to be really beneficial for them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, you know, anyone who would be around, you know, young babies, um, you know, you know, including obviously parents, um, close family and friends, Um, you know, it could be the aunties, the uncles, the grandparents. Now, you know, people who are otherwise, you know, adult and healthy, they don't often think about, you know, getting vaccinated. But if you think that you have or you are going to have close contact with any newborns, you you must think about, you know, getting vaccinated yourself. If you haven't already had a booster dose, um, you need to have a booster dose every 10 years. So, you know, ask yourself, if you haven't had the vaccination in the last 10 years, it is time to get vaccinated. Um, So, you know, it's not just family and friends of, you know, newborns, it also includes, you know, people who work you know, uh, with children, for example. So if you work in a childcare centre, you work in a school um, or, you know, from your work, you know, you have very close contact with um, young families or children, you yourself, um, you know, could get the disease and could spread that to the vulnerables. So definitely, you know, you must make sure that you get vaccinated every 10 years.
0: Indispensable advice for you. And it's also really important for mums too, isn't it? There's a whole movement that's come about um, through um, what's called a light for for Riley. And so we've probably heard about this in the past where there was a young boy, Riley, who passed away from whooping cough and his parents have now really kind of created this movement of of educating um, mums about getting vaccinated in the last trimester of pregnancy. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, Faye? Absolutely. So in fact, the, the vaccine
1: has been proven to be very safe and recommended um, for pregnant women to actually get you know vaccinated. Um, in fact, the National Immunisation uh, Programme schedule actually recommends vaccination of all pregnant women um, during each pregnancy. And, you know, preferably usually it's given between 20 to 32 weeks gestation. And as you mentioned, you know, women, pregnant women, they will be obviously, you know, have close contact with newborn. But even when they're pregnant themselves, it is actually um, very important that they get vaccinated during each pregnancy to actually protect that pregnancy in itself. Um, You know, we have actually good data and evidence to show that vaccinating pregnant women can reduce the risk of pertussis in them as well as the young infants. Um, This, you know, often happens from um, uh, what we call direct passive protection. which is actually sending or passing through, you know, the potassium antibodies and immunity through the placenta and to get to the fetus. And what we're finding is that um, vaccination of mothers at least, you know, seven days even before delivery reduces pertussis disease by up to 91% in infants less than three months of age. So absolutely, you know, it is a recommendation uh, for pregnant women to get vaccinated during each pregnancy and it has been proven to be very safe and effective.
0: Fantastic. And Faye, the pertussis vaccine, actually, it's not on its own, is it? It generally comes in combination with a few other um, components in the vaccine. So what can you tell us about that?
1: You're correct, Anna. So in Australia, pertussis-containing vaccines are only available as combination vaccines that include other antigens, such as diphtheria and tetanus. Um, And, you know, that vaccine in itself is often, you know, commonly known as the DTPA. So D- it's for diphtheria and T is for tetanus, and P is for pertussis. And the A basically means acellular. So without going too much into the detail, um, but I would like to take this opportunity to highlight that the formulation that we have in Australia, they are actually the acellular uh, formulation. And why do we choose acellular formulation of the vaccine? We've chosen ASL because um, it has been proven to be um, uh, linked to less side effects compared to a whole cell type um, vaccine. So, in summary, you know the version or the formulation that we have um, of vaccine that we have in Australia is very safe and effective. And yes, you know they come in combination with um, other, um, you know, to protect you against other diseases such as diphtheria and
0: tetanus. Which is really important too. <laughs> um, <Absolutely. laughs> so what are some of the side effects from that immunisation then, Faye? Well, I think, you know,
1: um, one thing I would like to highlight is that um, it is mostly well-tolerated. Um, there is actually, you know, in, in what I'm saying, trying to say with, um, you know, mostly well-tolerated is that most people actually have the vaccine and would not, experience any side effect at all. Um, but we do know that um, reports have shown that, you know, in about 20% of the cases, um, there might be a chance of developing a mild fever. Now, it's important to note that, you know, the, the body developing a fever in itself, that could be or it's likely part of immune response um, in our body. It's part of our body generating an immune response or a reaction towards the vaccine in itself. Um, So yes, you know, 20% chance of a mild fever um, and about in some cases about 10% of um, local injection site reaction. So what that means is that um, at the site of where um, you get vaccinated, for example, you know, in your upper arm, there might just be a small chance of a bit of redness, a little bit of swelling, um, and a bit of tenderness um, at the injection site. Um, So those are, I guess, the more common and mild um, side effect. And, you know, if it does occur, you know, there are things that you can do about them. And your pharmacists are actually, you know, experts in vaccinations, and they will be able to assist you if it is that you are experiencing side effects. So using simple things like ice pack, for example, um, over the injection site to try and reduce uh, retinas and swelling, um, for example, that would be quite effective. Um, And also in some cases, if there was a mild fever, for example, your pharmacist can recommend um, simple um, medicines like paracetamol, that you can take safely and effectively to help manage um, the side effects. We we don't routinely recommend using paracetamol uh, regularly or, or even before vaccination anymore, um, because most people are, are gonna be fine you know, after getting vaccinated. But it, it, it is that you know, if you do experience any of those common side effects, then have a chat to your pharmacist because there are things that you can take or you can actually give to your um, children um, after vaccination to actually make them feel more comfortable. But I think it's also important to note that, you know, um, in very, very um, rare cases, um, there is a very, very small chance um, stats telling us, you know, in less than 2% of children that sometimes there could be um, a, a condition known as the extensive limb swelling uh, from the vaccine, which can mean that, you know, when you look at your child, for example, who just got vaccinated, that the the the, the lymph that got vaccinated might just be um, Swollen, you know, to an extent that that really worries you and concerns you, and that's what we know as the extensive limb swelling, which is important for you know um, uh, parents to know, you know, when you have your children vaccinated. But it's also important to know that it it doesn't happen often at all. It's a rare side effect that can happen within the first forty eight hours of vaccination, and the swelling in itself can last for about one to seven days. But the good news is it goes away completely without any long-term effects. And you don't actually need any specific treatment for that.
0: Essential, knowledgeable, indispensable. Your pharmacist. And you mentioned too, Faye, that pharmacists can be highly involved. And in fact, pharmacists can actually give DTPA in some states and territories can't they what would a patient expect um, if they were going in to get an immunization at a pharmacy? Uh, well, that's a really
1: good point you raise, Anna. And I am um, ecstatic, you know, the fact that now in some jurisdictions pharmacists are able to provide uh, the pertussis vaccine. And and if you ask me, I really think that is a really wise move to try and increase immunization rates across the community. And the thing is that pharmacists have regular contact with the community anyway, so you know, pharmacists can um, have that conversation with you and give you know you the information about the Vaccine. So absolutely, that is, uh, uh, that is brilliant news. So, um, but what I would suggest is because at the moment, we do have, um, you know, differences across the different states or territories within Australia, in relation to um, what a pharmacist is allowed to, to administer in a pharmacy environment. So if you are, you know, listening to this podcast, and you're thinking about finding out information about pertussis and the vaccine in itself, you can be, you know, Confident, you know, you can confidently go to any pharmacist and ask for the information. So, any pharmacist across Australia will be able to give you the right information. But in terms of actually getting the vaccine, uh, you know, getting vaccinated from a pharmacist in a pharmacy environment, that is something that I would encourage you to speak to your pharmacist, um, depending on where you, where you live at the moment, speak to your pharmacist and your pharmacist will be able to tell you whether legally in that particular jurisdiction, the pharmacist can actually administer the vaccine for you or not. Now, regardless, you know, even if um, legally they're not able to, Give you the vaccine in the state that you live in, um, they will be able to guide you in terms of where to get vaccinated. And of course, you know, uh, the good news is if you can get vaccinated in the pharmacy, then the pharmacist can actually give you all the right information. What would normally happen is that they will um, Ask you a few pertinent questions to make sure that the vaccine is suitable and safe for you, um, and they will give you all the information that you need about the vac- uh, about vaccination, um, and then you know administer the vaccine uh, in the pharmacy for you.
0: And that's done in a private area, isn't it, Faye? I think sometimes people feel like you know it won't be private, or you know that the facilities aren't there. But but pharmacies are set up to be able to give vaccinations, aren't they? You're
1: absolutely correct, and in fact, um, to my knowledge, you know, it is actually a requirement in most of the jurisdictions across Australia for um, a, a proper um, private area for pharmacist to administer the vaccines for people. So absolutely, you would not be expected to sit in the middle of the pharmacy where people just walk past you or know, you around you. No, so it would definitely be in a um, quiet and uh, a separate area to protect, uh, to provide the much needed um, privacy. Absolutely.
0: Indispensable Advice So, Faye, what are your five indispensable tips about pertussis vaccination? Um,
1: If you ask me about five indispensable tips about uh, getting, you know, the pertussis vaccine, I think the first and foremost number one tip is make sure you are vaccinated. Um, You know, the evidence is there. vaccine is effective and it is our duty of care as australians you know as members of the society to do our part and get vaccinated to protect our community and our loved ones so that will be my top top um, tip and priority is make sure that you yourself you know get vaccinated um and i suppose if you ask me the second tip it'll be similar but it'll be about encouraging others to get vaccinated you know um ask each other you know if you have been vaccinated and If you need to get a booster dose, so constantly reflect and think and ask people around you, you know, have you been vaccinated? You know, when was the last time you got vaccinated? If it was more than 10 years ago, go and, you know, go and get vaccinated. You know, routine booster vaccination in adults is so important. Um, And and it's it's so important, you know, uh, including, you know, in, in healthy individuals, but also in, in special risk, risk uh, groups, or, or if you you know someone is in contact with a special risk group, you know such as women who are pregnant, um, healthcare workers, you know childhood, um, early childhood educators or carers, um, or basically anyone um, that would expect to have close contact with infants or newborns, you know these these people we all need to get vaccinated um, against uh, pertussis. Um, and my third tip would be, you know, get up to date and current information. The, the vaccination field is you know, as well as, you know, um, when to get vaccinated, you know, new data and, are coming up all the time. So, you know, make sure that you are getting and following current and up to their information. And sometimes, you know, with the million things that we have to do in our lives, it might be difficult, you know, to follow up on things like that. So I think this is when you can really trust your pharmacist, speak to a pharmacist, you know, just give them a call or just, you know, walk into one of the pharmacists that are, you know, just down the road from your from your home. Just have a speak to the pharmacist about getting vaccinated and to find out more about whooping cough and vaccination. Um, and, you know, pharmacists have access to the latest information um, including the National Immunization Handbook. So rest assured that they will be able to give you current and up-to-date information. Um, and my fourth tip would be, if you do experience any side effects from getting uh, the vaccinated, um, you know, there are things that you can do to help uh, minimize uh, the effects and make you or your child more comfortable. Once again, you know, speak to your pharmacist. Uh, they will be able to guide you through in terms of what to do. Um, And I suppose the last tip is probably not so much about the vaccine in itself, but it's about pertussis or whooping cough. So I just want to take this opportunity to say that, you know, if you have whooping cough, um, you know, you yourself can help or should help stop the spread of the disease. There are a few things that we can do. For example, um, if you have been diagnosed by, you know, your doctor that you have whooping cough, then stay away from childcare, from workplaces, from schools, um, or Basically, any places where you could spread the infection. You know, um, until until a point in time when your doctor tells you that you're no longer infectious. And obviously, you know, the disease will make you cough. So when you do cough or when you sneeze, you know, cover up. um, And you know, the most important thing, especially under the current you know pandemic climate, wash your hands. So hand hygiene is extremely important.
0: Absolutely. I think that's very, very timely. Thank you so much for your time today, Faye. It's been very insightful. You're welcome. Thank you, Anna. Indispensable contains general medicine and health advice and is not intended to be a substitute for professional, individual medical advice. We endeavour to ensure it is accurate and up-to-date. However, we can't guarantee that it will always apply to you. Always seek the guidance of your pharmacist or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding your health or a medical condition. This episode is brought to you by me, the Indispensable Pharmacist. Don't forget to subscribe to Indispensable and leave a review so we can help more people. Look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn by searching for Online. That's P-H-A-R-M online. I'd love to hear your suggestions for the next topic to be covered on Indispensable.